Welcome to the Out There channel, live stream for the 96. I'm just going to cue some intro and music. I'll be with you in a minute. Just uh, click on the desktop. Of course, Google's changed a few things. I've had to make the chat box bigger, as you can see. Uh, so it takes up more of the screen space. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> uh, it's probably going to change again in the future, I'd say. I don't know why they made it bigger. Probably for Super Chat, where the people can fund donations and stuff, probably. Um, yeah, because I can't shrink it down without it clipping the font, because it doesn't, doesn't word wrap for some reason. It's uh, quite annoying, really. So a bit of type of welcome here. Uh, Robert's on the side. How's it going? Yeah, Renee's a bit late today. We're starting a wee bit early. I thought it was going to run late, but uh, we got there in the end. I've uh, been sitting up last night. Um, the Facebook group a wee bit better. So if you want to come and join us on Facebook. Um, I'll post the link in a minute. Uh, Robert will admin it, as well as I. Uh, so today is Sunday debunks and catch up time. 
Did it come out alright? I'm pretty sure I had the font smaller than this. But it is pretty small now. Uh, but you can see I've got a ton of tabs to get through. <laughs> um, so yeah. I might have to expand that so I can get to them. Shame you haven't got um, three size systems. So it just goes across that top bit there. So first of all I want to talk about Tic Tac. Start off with an easy bit. Uh, how's the audio sounding? Alright there guys. As you can see, um, where the chat window used to be, used to be this, used to be half the size. So already you can see it's covering what's being said there with the editor, uh, which is a kind of pain in the bum. Uh, what can I do there? But that would cover the probably the video chat. Maybe bring it in a wee bit. Google, you made a mess of things. Why didn't you have to do that? <laughs> okay. Uh, we got John. So yeah. So um let's talk about the limits and the tic tac. So I originally said that it could be a rocket, but I've gone back over my calculations and found a couple of errors I made. So if we create a um horizon for a C And we need a ship for it. But I think we've got a ship in the set here. Have we got a ship in the list? I don't think so. Because it won't stay down, will it? Come on. Got a rocket. Well, we need that at some stage plane. Wonder how we add more to this. I was going to figure that out sometime. Uh, what can we use for a ship? <laughs> um, aircraft carrier. Maybe a folder. That'll do probably. And we want a a rocket. That could be the tick tick. So apparently this went from I'll draw a line. From um, uh, 28,000 feet, born to Kevin Day. 
Now, unfortunately, we haven't got the radar data. Uh, to confirm what he observed. So we don't know if he's making it up or got bad memory. Uh, so we need a larger font there. Probably too big. Yep. 28,000 feet. Well, originally went to, was it 80,000 feet and then dropped to 80, uh, 28,000 feet and then went down to 50 feet. So, let's just put that up. So it went down to 50 feet here, which is pretty much sea level, isn't it? Uh, so when uh, David Fravor went up, he saw the sea frothing, because uh, he didn't see these uh, hundreds of objects that uh, Dave, Kevin Day was talking about. He only saw one, and he saw it come from the sea and hover above the sea and then go up. Uh, so he doesn't sort of agree with what Kevin Day was saying, that the craft was um, moving so fast, but he said it was hypersonic still. So these are the calculations we've got. So he did it in um, roughly 0.8 of a second, he reckons, which is pretty damn fast. So uh, that's the limits here. There we go. Get better at drawing these things. So um, yeah, we're not a rocket to play with. So that uh, drop from hovered uh, for we well then shot straight down to sea level in under one second uh, which is uh, quite amazing so what g-forces uh, does that work out to be so um, I found this uh, calculator I might have to expand that a wee bit guys uh, so I can't see your chat so um, there's some calculations I've done so 28,000 feet per second equates to um, 85, uh, 8,500 meters per second, uh, which works out to be miles per hour is 19,000 miles per hour, which is quite amazing. So that means the tic tac went from 28,000 feet down to zero, traveling at that speed, and stopped and hovered above the sea, I guess. Uh, which uh, means all that inertia had to be also stopped. So, can human technology do that? It's probably unlikely. Uh, probably crash into the top of the sea, and uh, as you know, if you whack um, the surface temp tension off water, um, that it hurts. <laughs> And because most things will break up in the sea. That's why they've got to parachute down the astronauts into the sea. Uh, because they've got to have like a soft impact. And even then it's pretty rough. So if we convert that now to um, kilometers. Uh, 30,000. Almost 31,000 um, 
kilometers per hour which is crazy so that's all the different calculations that suits people uh, from Europe and New Zealand because we use metric here and uh, we'll just stick with the miles per hour so uh, we've got this um, g-force calculator here so um, I'll probably zoom into it I'll just post it on the side probably should be added to my uh, list of tools to use uh, thanks for liking uh, the stream guys that helps GeForce help so what we can do is um, on this uh, the start speed was zero end speed was uh, so we've got choice of miles per hour so we can type in what we've got there on the calculator and it did it in point of a second, I'm not sure if we can even type that in but we'll see, point eight of a second and calculate that gives us um, 1087 G's <laughs> so what uh, can humans uh, withstand g-forces I think it can be 10 G's uh, let's have a look as long as it's under a few seconds which um, you can see that's uh, obviously uh, 800 times more than a human could withstand so how many G's fighter pilot so I think the fighter pilot generally does um, four four and a half G's I think that can do maximum 10 for a short period before you kill them pilot let's have a look try that first Okay, so the usual upper figure for trained fighter pilots and moderate G suits is between 8 and 9 G, so it wasn't far wrong. Uh, this was also covered in the Nova episode, so it looks like it was on TV. What else we got here? Fighter pilots, yes, can pull up to 9 Gs. It's um, quite a lot, really. That's 10 times our gravity. Uh, imagine that weight on you. Uh, you probably have a really bad back. <laughs> um, probably all we need to see there. So all of these uh, things here, we've got check posts just in case someone's got it wrong. It's 8 to 9 there, so I think there was 1 to 6 to 9, was there? Yeah. I don't know, it. So it looks like 8 to 9, they've got another ones here, acceleration so yeah um, so that means it's got to be pilotless like a drone or it's got to be some sort of uh, advanced science that we don't know about yet which um, puts the people inside a 
uh, anti-inertia bubble, I suppose you'd have to call it. Uh, gravitational uh, field um, doesn't affect you. So to you, your your g-forces are relative to the craft rather than uh, external to the craft. I suppose that's how you'd see it. So this kind of makes it easier with the calculator, but you can see um, you can plug in different values here. This makes it a wee bit easier. Uh, but it says 1g is equivalent to 9.8 meters per second squared. So next thing I did is, uh, we can close that one down now. And probably that one. And then I found um, information on rockets. So uh, if you type in how fast does a rocket need to go to escape Earth's gravity? Okay, so what's the maximum speed there our rockets are doing? And you can see here it's talking about at least 7 miles per second, about 20,000 miles per hour. So, um, it's actually faster than what the Tic Tac was doing. However, uh, it takes a long time to accelerate to that speed, and you do it gradually, so the G-forces are not um, instant, you know, like in a second, it would kill you. But if you slowly get to that speed, uh, same as you do in space, right? Uh, the G-forces are far less, but it takes you... Um, many many seconds to get to that speed, it's like 50 seconds or whatever uh, with the rockets firing constantly all the time because it's constantly accelerating um, it's like having your foot down on the car and you're gradually getting faster and faster and faster so that's the only way humans think, so it's not beyond our capabilities to build uh, craft that can go 19,000 miles per hour, right? so the Tic Tac was doing that but it's beyond our capabilities to be able to do it under a second because <laughs> uh, it takes time to accelerate and I found this bit here on missiles most supersonic uh, missiles travel at the speed between Mach 2 and Mach 3 which is only 2,300 miles per hour so when I was saying uh, missiles should be able to do that. Um, it can't get up that, um, can't do that in one second. <laughs> so um, if you type in that, convert it to feet per second, it can only do less than 3,400 feet per second. So that makes sense. Not 28,000 feet. So in a second, it's only done, uh, uh, what's that? Uh, one-fifth the distance, oh, is it one-fifth? Five, uh, three, fifteen, uh, has it been, uh, it's even more than that, sixteen, sixteen, one-sixth the distance. So it can't be a missile, uh, missile couldn't do it, but a missile could get up to 
28,000 feet within uh, 6 to 8 seconds, right? Because you've got to multiply it out. Oh, actually, it's more than that, isn't it? So let's see. Let's just calculate it out. 28,000 feet divided by 34. We'll just round it up. Uh, I guess it's 8.23 seconds to get to that height, which is eight times faster. Um, so, missile, it's not going to be. But it could be uh, various drones that are certain heights, so I'll just cover that in a minute. Is the only way I could possibly see it being human technology. Uh, so we don't need that little calculation anymore. So we just go back to uh, here are some earlier calculations where I've rendered it thing. So a missile can only uh, did I have information here? A missile can only do a maximum of 30 G's, I think it said here somewhere. And no way does it get near that 1000 uh, G's. Alright. So I'm not too sure where Martin Willis, he said it was 1300 G's. I'm not sure where the 1300 G's comes into it, but certainly getting close to, uh, what was it, 1100 G, uh, 1100, yeah, G's, not 1300. So maybe there's a slight difference. Maybe, maybe it's 0.74 seconds. I can't remember now. Uh, but yeah, it's still amazing. <laughs> Uh, still beyond our capabilities even today. So we're talking about back in 2004. So even if it was a holographic projection around the rocket, so if it had like a bank of lasers around in the rings and outside of the rocket here, and project any image around it, and then fire it from a submarine into the atmosphere, it's going to take eight, seven, eight seconds to get up to 28,000 feet. Unless Kevin Day is wrong, or the radar data is wrong, because uh, there are glitches, right? So, uh, can close that down. Uh, have I got G-forces here somewhere? I should really uh, put it up. Let's uh, G-force off missile. Uh, here we go. So, missile heads fired at targets can penetrate min uh, material with G forces close to 300 Gs. So, that's the tip of the missile. So, that's uh, ones that can penetrate deep into bunkers and uh, underground bases, I guess. But it's still not a thousand Gs there. Um, but that's not the speed of it. So, let's see. What else we got here? Uh, where bits did I get it? So it's talking about 500 G's. 100 G's due to gravity, thrust propulsion. 
500 G's in design of the aircraft. Um, can hypersonic be agile without G-forces? So there's a lot of reading there, technical reading, right? A lot of research being done on maximum G-force of a missile. Turning. Let's see if that will give us to us. There you go. Uh, so by 70 seconds it can save energy. Mac 3 to 30 Gs. Mac 3 to 30 Gs. So it just makes me wondering what kind of metal materials uh, that they're going to invent or may have invented that can make a missile strong enough so it doesn't snap in half as it um, turns t towards the target or whatever. It might go straight up, of course, uh, like UFOs do, like the Tic Tac does. Um, it's only a vertical G, but as soon as you start turning it, uh, you got the G-forces going this way, which is, uh, changes the center of gravity, uh, as they call it, and it will snap at the pivot point, right? Uh, remember I talked about that with um, David Adair's debunk, saying that uh, we, back in his days, in the 70s, we had far less uh, materials to withstand those G-forces. Uh, he certainly wouldn't have invented it as a 17-year-old kid in his garage, right? It would have to have advanced material science to withstand the G-forces on turning. So what could happen is... Um, the only way is to have hundreds of drones in the air which can cloak and uh, decloak, right? So if I create a new... Image. Well, I guess I could probably use that one. Uh, paste a new one. So, if you had rockets at different. Uh, why is it not working? Alright. If you had drones at different heights that had the ability to cloak visible light as well as radar, uh, if you did it like a sequence of patterns to fool the radar system, where one blinks out, the next one turns on, and so on. Now it looked like a single object coming down. Uh, that's probably the only way I can sort of debunk this as being a rocket with maybe holographic decoy technology. So you can't see what it actually is. Uh, so you can project a box or, or a sphere and around it. And of course... Um, all that is hyperfabrical, you know, um, technology. But you can bet they're working on it, right? So, yeah, so David Fravor didn't see hundreds of Tic Tacs, though. He only saw one and chased one. And then you got the other one, the gimbal one, where they're saying, oh, look, all of them in the air. So, could it be some sort of crazy uh, surveillance technology from another country? Uh, some drones with some special materials and engines on it that can go faster than even the fastest rocket can. Uh, I can't discount it completely, but uh, it seems far-fetched to me. So, yeah.
I think uh, that sort of nails it in the being uh, whether it's man-made or alien technology uh, what's going on now let's lock it up just close that one down so yeah I was just looking at this one here as well has that come back to us uh, what's going on So it's got all my images from last time. Oh, why can't I get to the close button on it? See, that's Google's fault for mucking around. It was all sweet set up before, wasn't it? <laughs> so how long does it take the space shuttle to get to Earth's orbit without killing the passengers, obviously? And the answer is approximately 150 seconds. So um, that's travelling at um, 17,000 miles per hour. So it's close to the 19, you see. 19,000 or 24,000 miles per hour the Tic Tac was doing. But it takes uh, quite a few seconds to get up to that speed. So it says here that will be... Um, Alright, ah, so if it's travelling at 3500 the same, but it's accelerating, it will be travelling at the speed of 17,000 miles per hour in 6 minutes. So it takes 6 minutes for the space shuttle to get even close to the speed of the Tic Tac, uh, without killing the people inside. And... Uh, That means it only takes 32 seconds more to reach an altitude of 62 miles. Uh, where's the edge of space? I think it's about 100 kilometers. Oh, yeah, it says here 100 kilometers. How long does it take to shuttle to reach altitude of 100 kilometers? And so it takes um, how many minutes is that? Uh, 120 is two. So within two and a bit, <laughs> two and a half minutes, uh, the space shuttle's in orbit. Okay, so just for comparison. And that's uh, current technology, not back um, 2004. That would have been what we had back then uh, to get into space. Yeah, if we could uh, do that 17,000 miles per hour in one second for a space shuttle, you could do quite a lot more in space, couldn't you? So, um, makes you wonder though, uh, if if um, the government have this technology that's able to do that right, uh, that should be public domain now. This should be improving everybody's life. So, even if they come clean now, there's going to be a lot of hoo-ha about it. So they've covered it up for the last, um, well, let's say they've had the technology since the 1990s. Uh, that's uh, how many years we're talking about there? 30 years that have had this technology uh, suppressed when we could have got off oil completely, maybe, or reduced oil. Maybe it still uses some oil, the technology, who knows. Uh, you need oil for some things, um, lubrication and 
and uh, plastics and all that sort of other stuff. But um, yeah, it means uh, there should be some heads rolling if the if the Earthlings, Earthlings, not the aliens, have this technology suppressed. So uh, yeah, just close that down. And I better catch up with a side chat. <laughs> uh, I've got one more like, thanks guys. Um, hopefully that was a good um, explanation there. Because uh, a lot of people haven't actually explained the mathematics before. And it takes a wee while to wrap your head around it all. So I did post out this thing here. With uh, round downs and round ups. And they come out to 800 Gs. Um... Then I was wrapping my head around so I could then present it today. So uh, if you want to go and check that out again on my Twitter feed, you can. So that probably bring us to uh, Skinny Bob once I find it. And I'll just catch up. Uh, Alright, so um, I was meant to be talking about my social uh, page again. I really should add it to my links on YouTube channel. Because uh, I got my fan page, but the fan page will link to the, the thing. Uh, let's see. So I've got this uh, backup account called BitTubers, it's a new um, alternative um, video site and it's already got 40 subs on it and it's a bit like BitShoot uh, and it has some videos up there at the moment uh, hasn't added this one already has it? 89 why is it not loaded down the Im images though? Hang on, let me just refresh that. Um, Why is it 89? Let's add another one to the list of posts. Alright, so let's put this one up here. That's kind of weird. Uh, how's it doing that? I don't know. Is it adding as we go maybe as well on that? So it's a new system, bittubers.com. Go and check it out if you want to and join up. I'm just checking it out so far. It, has, it doesn't seem to be too bad. Anyway, better catch up with you guys on the side. So what's been being said here? <laughs> Uh, we got James, how's it going? Uh, what's he saying? What's James saying to say FFS? <laughs> um, Rene, any new UFO stories? There's always new UFO stuff, <laughs> never ending. Uh, speed does not kill, rapid acceleration does. Yep. <laughs> also, rapid deceleration as well. 
instant stop, which the Tic Tac was doing, right? So, uh, how would you explain that? Um, so, yeah, it would have to be... It might even be the alien craft, if it is, or, or the human craft, if you want to go still believe it's human, uh, would have to be pilotless or robot or something inside that's not biological. Uh, that's all, all I can say on that one, really. Until we get more information, until we get that radar, we need that radar data to confirm, or data. Is it data or data? <laughs> it's that Star Trek saying, isn't it? My name's not uh, data, it's data, or <laughs> whatever. Um, so, yeah, not too many questions there. Oh, yeah, I was going to talk also about... Um, so he's talking about warp drive, right? I was going to just recap also on UFO and Tesla's idea. So I'll just quickly skim over that. Because people don't watch my past lives, do they? Yeah, that's not what I wanted. Where's the globe? Oh there. I've moved it. So, uh, as you know, UFOs tend to be spheres or disc shaped like that. Right? So, um, they're also said to be spinning. So, they spin around. Um, I don't. It doesn't matter which way it goes, I guess. But uh, it's normally anti-clockwise, is it? The spinning in uh, UFO reports. I'm not sure if they get that nitty-gritty in UFO reports or not. But if it's spinning around, obviously it's inside the air, right? When you have something spinning around, uh, tens of thousands of revolutions a second because we don't know how fast it's spinning, it's going to create a vortex, right? Because you're talking about space-time and bending space and all that sort of stuff. So it's going to create like a hole in the atmosphere because of a t t tornado effect, right? So that spinning around creates the air spinning around as well. That means that the UFO can shoot directly upwards at incredible speed because it's not got the atmosphere to uh, cause friction on it. So it doesn't need anything exotic like um, gravitational fields and stuff. It just needs to create a vortex. And I did an episode on this uh, idea of vortexes uh, called... Um, Victor Schreiber, uh, Schreiberger, uh, I think that's his name, so we type in Victor, I think it's spelled with a K, and I did this one here, Victor Schreiberger, uh, how do you say his name, Schreiberger, uh, and the Ghost Rocket connection. Um, so go and check that out, see what that guy was up to. But apparently he had a prototype of a a a, a saucer, 
know, like a disc, you know, flat disc, you know, it looked like a typical saucer, uh, but it had uh, various um, grooves on the skin, which caused it to, um, that he put steam, used to, like a steam power on it, he used to spin it at really fast RPMs, and it created this um, mini tor tornado in the lab, and the thing would lift up, so it literally be sucked up through the the hole that was creating in the air. And I'll just click copy that. So people can go and watch it. Quite fascinating stuff um science and what people have been dabbling around with. And cause a lot of this got suppre uh, suppressed obviously. Uh you've heard about Tesla and he had like boxes and boxes of diaries which are step-by-step -step instructions that the uh, FBI took away, as well as uh, his, uh, what is it, his, um, was it his, uh, not brother, but something else, um, uncle, was it? Uncle, who had connections with the Trump administration. <laughs> well, uh, you know, Trump, uh, Trump's uh, granddad or something. But, um, yes. So we went into all those diaries and saw the step-by-step -step instructions of the experiments and the conclusions that he found. And that would be like um, way better than the patents because the patents, he's got a lot of patents up but no one knows what he was doing because they're like block diagrams. Uh, it's just like a flow chart. It doesn't tell you the actual mix this ingredient with this ingredient to produce this material or whatever or metal or whatever. So it's quite fascinating stuff. Um, what are these guys saying now? <laughs> uh, no sonic bomb could be a clue. clue. Yeah, so that's what I'm what I'm getting at. If you're creating a hole, like a torn tornado, a tornado effect, right? Um, you ain't got the the you got got no wind ref uh, fracture, uh resistance. So it's not going to create a sonic boom. And if you do that in the C2, um, they're talking about it frothing up as it comes up. Um, it's literally creating a uh, space around the craft because um, if you've got it spinning so fast, even if you do it somehow with um, electrostatic forces, right? So if it's got some sort of field... Uh, where it, it, the air gets attracted to it, or the water molecules get attracted to it, it's going to create a hole in the water, so you ain't got the friction. And if you can produce that field uh, far enough out, so it makes you wonder if a plane gets too close to this, will it get sucked into the vortex? So there's a lot of stuff uh, in science that we yet to figure out how these craft uh, or drones as they said they were, alien drones, human drones, who knows, actually work. Now um, Tesla was mucking around with high voltages and he discovered, he, you know, as you know he was creating lightning, lightning which he called a spark gap, so he created this thing called a spark gap and he found when he released a lot of energy across two metal points that it produced a uh, invisible energy wave that would hit him in the chest and knock him on the floor. Now this is from some diaries that this guy managed to track down from uh I think it's that museum, is it in Ukraine or somewhere? 
like that. Is it Ukraine? No. Uh, what's the location of Tesla Museum? I need to look it up. Uh, John probably know. Uh, what's going on here? It's locking up. Uh, Tesla Museum. Well, apparently they've got a few diaries there, but um, they got 40 chests uh, with diaries in it. So they managed to get some of his diaries, but there's meant to be like a hundred of these chests still missing with uh, probably all the other good stuff in it that he's managed to figure out. Uh, Tesla Museum. Uh, whereabouts is it? Uh, what does it say? Oh, Bel Belgrave. Here we go. So um, they've got 40 of his chests, I think it is, or 38 or something like that. Um, but um, I did an episode on Tesla, which I keep talking about, but uh, if people watch it, then they understand what I'm getting at. Now, people call it pseudoscience, don't they? Uh, you notice that when they talk about uh, who invented AC, that Tesla isn't even mentioned on documentaries. They've sort of written them out of history. Why? That's the, that's the question. So if you type in Tesla on my... Tes oh, I got it wrong. I spelled it wrong. <laughs> Tesla. Uh, I got this documentary. I did it a while ago now, two years ago. And in there, I talk about um, Midway. I talk about the experiments that he was working on. And he was experimenting with the spark gap and uh, this energy. So he started um, figuring out what was producing this energy wave. And he put up sh uh, sh uh, shields of um, metal in front of him when he released the energy. And it still would penetrate the, uh, what, what was it now, uh, five inch thick steel plate. It would go straight through that and still hit him in the chest and cause a, uh, a bruise, bruising on him. So um, he started calling this um, radiant energy uh, wave. So what he was saying that there's another dimension uh, where this radiant energy comes from, which uh, powers our atoms in our universe. So our, our atoms are always absorbing this radiant energy. Uh, so he's, it's all around us, and it's like uh, what the scientists have been looking for, which they now call dark energy today. So I took a wee bit about it in the episode. So um, if I get rid of the tornado... So, um, yeah, dark energy comes in to all atoms everywhere. It's all around us. So atoms are always losing uh, energy as well as um, absorbing energy from what he calls the ether. So it comes from all directions. And he's saying... Um, the more mass you have, obviously the more absorption you're going to get. 
and it's the flux these lines here what we call flux lines a bit like you get around a magnet uh, that cause gravity so if you can find a way to stop the atoms absorbing radiant energy uh, technically they become light um, so like a big blob of craft here and metal uh, if you can somehow create a shield around it using a meta, meta material skin um, to stop it absorb, uh, slow the absorption of energy to the other atoms uh, there obviously would be a limit to how much you can block, but it would make it really light. So it would make uh, iron into the weight of helium-like. So it wouldn't take much of a energy uh, engine on this thing in the center of the craft to push it vertically up at really high speed. Plus, you could also tap into this radiant energy and create a differential uh, between different energy states. Where you can turn it back into conventional electricity uh, so it would be like what they call free energy but it's actually coming from the universe energy field which uh, he was calling the ether and he made statements like the sun was absorbing more energy than it was releasing he, he was uh, saying it wasn't just a fusion process but it was also um, this radiant energy was part of the equation now whether he's right or not, we don't know because we can't detect it. <laughs> but uh, what he did is um, he set up an experiment where he got some uh, sensors around where the spark gap was, which would absorb the radiant energy and convert it back into electrical. And uh, he found that it released more energy uh, than it did to create the spark in the, in the first place. So he'd create a spark from... 100,000 volts from a regular power supply from the hydrogen and it would absorb into his uh, collection array which was around the spark gap and convert it back into AC power and then convert AC power to DC and charge batteries and all that sort of stuff and eventually it could um, charge up a bank of batteries and it would sort of um, could use that power to create spark gap again. So someone that uh, apparently claimed to have figured out what Tesla was mucking around with, because we ain't got his notebooks, was a guy called E.V. Gray that created this uh, spark gap electric motor. And uh, I talk about that in that documentary, so I'm not going to recover all that again. But um, yeah, so anyone that knew that's interested in this stuff. So how would you get the UFO to hover using radiant energy? Well, you've got pretty much endless power there to start with. <laughs> but, um, yeah, if you can sort out some sort of skin, somehow charge the skin uh, off the craft, uh, and it will maybe block the energy coming into the craft, uh, and then make it super light, and then you can just whiz it around any direction you want. So it doesn't need space-time or bending space. Uh, and if it's spinning, it's creating vortexes. So I can see how it could be done. Um, just using that line of thinking for science. But, but everybody's gone with Einstein's idea. And often often I keep bringing up stuff uh, where Einstein is wrong. Uh, like the recent Hubble thing saying they detected something that was moving in space five times the speed of light. So that sort of breaks all Einstein's equations and uh, 
as you know, I don't think uh, space time's correct because that allows for time travel. That allows you to go back in time. But as we know, time only goes forward. We've got no way of going back in time. Um, and of course, you, then you've got uh, all the crazy things that you, you age slower when you travel near the speed of light and stuff. Uh, and all that's relativity, what I call uh, magic. <laughs> mumbo-jumbo uh, nonsense. I like to think of uh, Tesla was more of a practical guy who did uh, experiments and figured out stuff. Uh, maybe he didn't understand it all. Uh, he certainly worked with Einstein. Einstein and him were good mates. So until um, Einstein decided to go with the quantum mechanics route, uh, Einstein then fell from from Einstein as a buddy because <laughs> uh, Einstein actually liked what Tesla was doing and he actually liked the idea of the ether uh, which fixed a lot of problems of uh, energy wave propagation and, and all that sort of stuff and as you know um, if you're into UFOs and paranormal um, we know that um, there's some good evidence of apparitions and stuff that seem to pop into our dimension uh, there was a show recently with Ben Hansen, who's ex-FBI. If you think he's faked that footage, I think you're crazy. But uh, they caught an apparition of a lady that was walking in the hallway, and you could see through her. And uh, he was the only person on site at the time. And he was in the van watching the monitors when it happened. Uh, he ran in there just to make sure no one was uh, snuck in the property. Uh, but yeah, uh, you can see the woman was passing behind solid chairs and stuff. Uh, so it wasn't a reflection on the other side of the lens. So yeah, um, this could explain um, this ether, which is another dimension where energy exists. Uh, and uh, maybe somehow it's like a memory, like it plays back things, or maybe uh, Everybody has a, what they call a soul, this energy that lives in this ether level. Uh, so yeah, I think maybe our reality is going to be really um, crazy. <laughs> Once uh, it, it will probably make a lot of scientists go mad. They, they just won't accept it, you know. But I think we've got to change the way we're thinking about things. Um, so how can I... Oh, it's moving now. I'll move that down a bit, that's a bit better. So I can close that down again. Anyway, <laughs> probably talked a bit too much on that now. Should go and look at the other stuff. Ooh, what happened there? <laughs> oh, John, you're not swearing. Oh, you, someone's using the word Trump. You're not meant to use that on chats. You know how Google is with Trump. I believe the knowledge came from aliens. <laughs> Well, he's the one that dreamed. A lot of people dream and they get these um, ideas in their dreams. So I think it's just your brain uh, becomes more creative when you dream, maybe. But it might be the fact that it connects into that spooky action at a distance business. So you might be connecting into this ether that uh, Tesla was talking about, uh, which is like a energy and knowledge storage system. Now, an energy would have information stored in the actual, um, what do you call it, radiant energy particles or whatever, you know, it might have trillions of bits of information. Uh, so, yeah. 
Trump is the time traveler he needs to return to his own time. Yeah, to keep the politics off the chat. Um, drive. Who else we got here? Trump's grandfather got a lot of Tesla files. Yeah, maybe. I don't know if that's proven or not. That's a lot of theory out there on what happened to the extra books. But they might have got the ones on the radiant energy research and may have given America a leap start in um, these drones that we're seeing. So that could explain it, you see. Um, if they figured out radiant energy and how to make things super light uh, by blocking the radiant energy, because um, basically you that's like an object in a river stream, right? So the stream is pushing against this craft. So you can imagine the energy is all around the object in the water. So if you've got a way to um, put another shell around that which redirects the flow of water, then that object can move up and down quite easily uh, within that gap of the water now. So, um, which is different to a vortex, but uh, also you're talking about um, something that's a bit more advanced as well. So, um, yeah, that's... I kind of like that. I think it kind of fits the explanation of how gravity would work. But you got these people that are mucking around with quantum mechanics and claiming they've got uh, warp drives and bend in space, but are they really um, getting the conclusion right? Are they really thinking that it's bend in space? Or maybe it's doing something else, you know? It's, it's actually um, not creating a, a bubble in space, but it's actually... Um, creating a blockage on this radiant energy which they don't quite understand you know um, it's just the way you interpret your, your conclusions from your experiments because uh, they're sort of hooked up on the Einstein quantum mechanics side of things rather than thinking it uh, outside the box theoretical uh, physics and mathematics um, of course, a lot of that stuff, again, is magic, you know, they don't know how it works, you know, it's like the quantum computer, uh, they don't know how it really works, so now it uses um, um, cubics, and uh, it calculates the thing at the end, which not, might not be the best answer, so they're going to run it again uh, 12 times at least, I think it is, before they can get a, a collection of results, and, and they choose the one that's all the same to be the correct answer. So it's not going to replace uh, playing videos on your screen because computer com computers are only meant to be for processing complex mathematics uh, really quickly, uh, which we talked about in the last live stream. So we won't go over too much on that. <laughs> but yeah, this stuff sort of interests me and excites me and I keep an eye on all different things and uh, hopefully you guys too. Don't get locked into one line of thinking. Uh, look at um, other people's ideas out there. You know, and some of them are PhDs as well. Um, and of course, a lot of them get shunned by the mainstream science guys saying, oh no, they got it all wrong. When it might be they got it wrong and the other people got it correct. <laughs> Uh, let's see, we need to do Skitty Bob now. 
sure about security to go over. Oh yeah, so last time we talked about a couple of lives back, we talked about Skinny Bob. And I said, well, he's posted here, uh, Scott Brown, uh, which I'll post a link to it. Because I never, video I never analysed the video myself. Um, there's a lot of experts that I trust have done all that already, and they said it's a, a forgery. Uh, was good enough for me, so I didn't want to waste my time analysing it. Because when I look at this um, this video, uh, have I got it here? Is that it there? Uh, I've got lots of links, you see. Uh, Open Minds talks about it here. So uh, here's the original video, I guess. Um, is that the full one? or No, that's this one clip. Um, apparently, um, the person was meant to have filmed uh, four things. Uh, the UFO flying, uh, then UFO crashing, and then um, with bodies on the ground, and then another clip of um, the alien blinking. Uh, I'm not sure if it's captured inside a room. Then there's another fourth clip where it's a front view where they're, they're panning up and down. So that's four clips run together. So this is just uh, number three clip where the alien blinks. So um, so this goes into a lot of detail here, which I'll go over quickly. Uh, talking about who made it. Uh, what happened there? That should be a Facebook post. I'll just uh, get back to this one. So, um, we thought maybe that was the guy that made it. Uh, it's not his real name. His real name is not Ivan. And, of course, someone has been saying that's a, a rendered image of someone. It's not actually a real person, but a real writer. So I did ask... Uh, Tried to ask Scott if that's where he got that picture from. So he's claiming it's from this site here, 3D.sk. And uh, I guess, can we actually see where it says there? Eight megabytes. So it's saying it's a photo. It does look like a real person, doesn't it? Um, but um, the deniers out there are saying it's not, it's fabricated, it's not the actual coder. So to me it doesn't really matter about who actually did it or actually filmed it, what matters is what's in the video. And is there any errors in the video which points it to being manufactured. So um, I think down here... Uh, someone asked Scott. Uh, somewhere down here. In this case, it's just CGI. 
Um, I hate Twitter, where it does the tree stretches. Um, there's one here where he talks about uh, the image where he got it from. Uh, that's my stuff. Okay, that's my video analysis. So I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, whereabouts was it? Uh, actually... But he said it's uh, the real guy that he got from the site. The information, oh, here we go. The information in the graphic with the picture of 3D graphic artist who created it, he was also a game designer that was hoaxed. So that's what he's saying, but um, he hasn't provided links to it. Uh, what else we got here? Here are some of the inconsistencies and shady, shady beginnings of the video. Uh, well, really, has anybody tried to debunk the guy though? Here's over the models. Uh, has he handed over the models or shown he has the 3D models? Alright, so, um. It's a very good question. I'm going to look into it. The account was made, posted four videos, which is what I was talking about. Ivan135. Um, which we looked at the video. Skinny Bob was always a video I wondered about. So, um, yeah, I posted a link there anyway to Scott's feed there. You have to be a member of Twitter to actually read it all. So we get to the video. I'll just bring it up again. Skinny Bob. Uh, Ivan. Okay, uh, is that the one? Uh, that looks like the front bit. I think it's longer than that. Let me display it all. So it's got the um, KGB logo, which apparently you can get online, just simple search, and then you can sort of add it into your video and fade it and all that sort of stuff. Um, you can hear the projector noise. So the first clip is off the UFO. Line. So this looks like it's in a car or a jeep or so filming it. So obviously it's not Roswell, right? Still flying. And we got a close-up of it. Remember I talked about it looking like a um, kettle bottom stone. But to me, yeah, it could easily be a 3D model, right? So it went from car to flying over what looks like the sea there, is it? 
I don't know. Uh, let's go back. What's that flying over there? Uh, houses. So this must be in the air now, right? So they're filming it from the air, looking. So they're on the ground there. And suddenly we got another clip. Which is obviously up in the air by a plane. And then we got this clip here. Which is the dead bodies, which is really dark and horrible. And part of an autopsy there. And now we've got the famous split where it's blinking. See that where the eyelids went down? So that's very important because we'll come to that in a minute. And then you got this one here. So it's four clips joined together. And you can even see the eyes here, it's so dark, right? And you can see it blinking a wee bit there. And I'm not too sure what that's meant to be. Shadow. Oh, I don't think I saw that bit at the end before. Aliens walking. So that looked different there at the end there, didn't it? Different clips done different ways. So I'm just wondering if it's um, all 3D animated, or is this where they have um, uh, data points on a suit where, where they overlay the image so it makes it more realistic walking. Uh, so everyone's saying it's the most believable uh, video they've seen <laughs> of the alien, and it just won't go away. Skinny Bob, die, die, die. <laughs> uh, what else we got down the side here? Anything new? Just catching up. So um, I started to put it on slow motion, you know, down to 20.25, and suddenly watching uh, where all these fragments happened. Uh, these little blobs on the screen obviously scratches and dust, scratch lines, but they can be done artificially uh, with software overlaid on top. Yeah, so we got this timestamp down the bottom here, which some are saying this is actually being filmed by a handy cam because uh, you've got the projector noise of uh, it playing 8mm or 16mm film to a screen and the recording on a uh, handy cam. <laughs> Uh, which is not the best of technology, is it? Um, to digitize it. 
and uh, it overlays the timestamp here, the date and all that. So why would they want to hide the date that it was uh, filmed? But they kept the time sequence there, which is kind of strange. So the reckon this was uh, copied from the original 8mm film back in 2011. Uh, but why would you want to cover the time step? You see, they've, they've got the time that's playing here. But they've got the date locked out on the video. See? It's very hard to see, it's really poor quality. So, if it was filmed by a handycam, why is the digits so blurred and horrible as well? It doesn't add up, does it? Um, you'd expect that to be nice and crisp. Uh, if it's on a VHS tape or something like that, you'd expect VHS corruption lines, um, that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, uh, whereabouts was it? About seven seconds in. I was looking at the digits down here. Although this copy is a lot um, worse than the other one I found. Where they brightened it. Um, but you can see at some point some of this black debris, that's meant to be here, goes over a number. And that shouldn't happen if it was being filmed by a handicam. Uh, a lot of people are saying the number here is actually on the original film, which didn't exist back in the 1950s. Uh, numbers uh, with zeros with slashes in was never used on computers till 1970. Uh, so these numbers, zeros, have got slashes in it. Uh, to rep uh, make it um, not appear to be like the letter O, right? So they put slashes on it to, to make it different. And of course that wasn't invented to 1970s. So you can Google that in and actually find the information out. Uh, slash zero. Slash zero. And it's got a Wikipedia on it. <laughs> so you're talking about a slash through the zero here. And talks about the problems of it with a Scandinavian language that had a similar valve. So you think that they would have known about other languages and made the slash go the opposite direction. But it's too late now, I guess. Um... But down here, uh, it talks about when it was used, I think. Uh, about other slashes. Might not be on this page, it might be another page I was looking at. IBM, dotted zero. Uh, where's the year numbers? 70s, here we go. The use of slash zero by many computer systems of the 1970s. Now this video footage was meant to have been filmed 
pre-1969. So between 70 and 80s. Space Rock Band. And I think the character set wasn't invented to the 1970s as well. So that means for that time stamp to be on a such old footage can't happen. Uh, so Handicam. Well, Handicam was invented in the 1980s. And so that fits that it could be a Handicam timestamp. So... So if it's a handicam timestamp, there shouldn't be any of these artifacts appearing over the numbers. And I did actually find one where it did actually have a blob over the number. Film damage, here we go. Uh, where is it? I did a quick look. Uh, where's the blob gone? How do I get it up? Uh, damage over the number. It must be that one. So I've got this guy called Chris Johnson that's hounding me about this footage. There's the reason why I'm talking about it again. He thinks it's legit, and I'm telling him it's not. Oh, here we go. Is that the one? Uh, not artifact. Is that the one? Okay, so as you can see here, it's really hard to see it. But you can see on the fourth digit here. A blob of damage over the number. Uh, so did the guy make a, a mistake here by allowing some of the digital artifacts to um, appear over the digits instead of behind? Now the guy is saying because it's square shape that it's a digital artifact, not a um, Film damage, and I beg to uh, differ on that. I reckon it is a blob of something from the film. And we should be able to play it and see it again on the original footage. So you can definitely see there's something over the number there. It's number zero. 0700, it says there. Yeah, and there's a line going towards number seven there. Which just stops before, unfortunately. I don't see how that could be a digital artifact um, because the rest of the numbers there, right? I would expect uh, it to also appear on other numbers next to it as well as further down. So um, I don't agree with him. I think the guy stuffed up there and. Uh, Got some dust marks added at the wrong sequence time and uh, didn't notice it. So, if we go back to the video, we should better see it. <laughs> Maybe. 
There we go. I think it was, we just missed it then. Uh, you notice it's fading in and out um, as well. The digital number. He's saying it's because of the frame rate and uh, the lighting. And if it's being overlaid by a handy cam. It shouldn't be fading in and out, especially at that speed. We're talking about how many frames? 0.25 at the moment. 0.25 a second, uh, 30 frames a second on YouTube. So we're talking about every, uh, what does it work out? <laughs> One fourth. 30, uh, every 7 frames um, we should see the number fade in fact did I see another blob over the number then but uh, yeah best would be to download it and, and rip the frames and do it how I normally do it for, for a better look at it now that would take a long time. That would be like a full couple hour <laughs> um, breakdown. And we don't want to do that. Because um, I don't think it, it needs me to debunk it. There's enough people out there saying it's uh, nonsense. But here I think we see the next artifact I found. Um, this one here. Where you can see the, the, the timestamp has faded so much you can't read it almost. And you can see the background color there. Now if that's overlaid by a handy cam, you can see here the background color hasn't changed much. Uh, it looks the same quality, same darkness, and yet the number is showing up now, you see. Uh, seven frames later and that shouldn't happen if it's a overlay of a handicam it should be constant regardless of the frame rate it may flicker uh, where it's been mucked around with the frame rate but in this case uh, it's not and it happens quite a lot um, so we go back to, to this sequence here oh, what was the timestamp uh, that's why I cut the timestamp. Uh, is it that one? Uh, that's the, uh, the previous one. This one here. Uh, 48 seconds. Oh. So 48. So it's around about here. You can see the background is not changing, and yet you can see the numbers fading out. Crazy. See that? Every second, every seventh frame. I don't think it's the flicker of the projector. And it's not the variance in the brightness of the background. 
because it's obviously adding the transparency filter over it. To me, that's um, proves that it's got to be actually on the original film, which can't happen. So it means it's been manufactured. All this was added through some CGI editing. Uh, the timestamp, the aliens, the fake lines, the blobs, everything. To me, even that looks like a hand drawing to me. Look at it. It looks like a drawing, not a real thing. You got creases in the clothes there. I reckon they reckon it was uh, wasn't hand drawn, but how big differ? It looks to me like a a drawing to me. Where someone shaded in over top of a real person image to try and get the motion perfect. Probably would have taken them ages to do it. But I think they got the software now to do that, where you can sort of draw a base image and then overlay it and slightly change it. Um, especially in 2011. Uh, when did the Toy Story come out? That was like the cutting edge of animation, right? That was 1995. I remember people at my um, university going crazy over the footage because uh, I was working in CAD CAM and I was seeing some of the stuff that people were producing, which was pretty amazing, even back on those old computers. Um, they were taken pretty much one day to two days to three days to a whole week to process this one sequence on it <laughs> and of course the movie studios had the cutting edge supercomputers to be able to do uh, 3d emanations but now we've got these fast uh, multi-core computers uh, which is equivalent to the old uh, supercomputers they used to be able to do it on so that's not the only thing so then we get to this one sequence here where you can't see the eyes but um, there is one frame where it gets light enough uh, and uh, I'll just uh, post these other chat bits to the photographs so you want to have a look Just close that one down. And then we got the original number damage. You can read what the other guy was saying if you want. Uh, copy, copy, copy. Just. Uh, apparently Chris is going to take it to a movie studio and they're going to make a documentary about it and he's going to be saying it's real, which I uh, hope he doesn't because there's enough noise in the UFO community already. Uh, enough people saying it's fake. And of course, uh, this is my analysis again. I got the image from a from the Reddit blog here where the guy was claiming to be a CGI expert defending the analysis of it being non-CGI because it's saying it was so complicated and all that sort of stuff and he also find, found a frame which I thought well surely that frame should then prove to him that it's fake and I'll go over it in a minute 
So this is a new Reddit post, uh, let's see, and it's got a load of comments on it, as you can see, 133, and there's a lot of read in there. So this is where your time gets wasted, uh, reading all this stuff, trying to work out what everybody's saying, and uh, finding flaws in what they're saying. Uh, so I'm not going to go through that and read out some of that, that's just ridiculous. But... Uh, here is claiming it would have had to been a really not a single person at home, but a company that had a multi-million-dollar budget, uh, which is possible. It may be government disinformation, right? <laughs> so uh, it's possible because um, he's saying they would have to wear emanation suits. But I think I've seen uh, people at university uh, putting little blobs on there arms and things and filming it and actually using it for emanation to get it perfect, you know, make it human-like. And that was back in the 90s, so I don't know where this guy claiming to be expert is, but uh, definitely people were working on all that sort of stuff back in my time of uh, tutoring. Um, so I think uh, a lot of people are full of crap. <laughs> I did a copy... So that's the Reddit thing. So it looks like Skinny Bob's coming to be in the gang since it was on that TV show that UFO Brothers put up uh, called um, Storm in Area 51. I'm not sure if everybody watched that episode or not, but you probably can find it online and watch it. So yeah, you can see it's 50-50 splits uh, on Skinny Bob here still, uh, with uh, various CGI people, but I've got the image that I'm going to look at now, and enhanced it, did my usual bits and pieces to it. Skinny Bob, here we go. So instead of me put it into the editor and all that, we'll just have a look at it. So this is the only one where we can see what the eyes actually look like. And you can see straight away that uh, the eye is actually that there. And the rest of it is skin and shaded, like it's got um, mascara on or whatever it is, uh, makeup on. See? Uh, it's not part of the eye at all. It's on the skin. There's the eye there. Uh, does everybody see that? And uh, that's where the boy problem comes into it on the future on the other frame that follows this one before this one I mean uh, so they're not typical alien eyes it's like um, black eyed kids sort of thing where they've got the black contacts over top of the regular human eye so are we saying that there was alien humbrids? Back in the 1940s, 50s, when the video was taken? Um, I don't think so. Uh, but who knows? It's possible. But, um, okay, so now we look at the, the footage here of Lincoln. So here is, um, it's got sunken eyes here, and hasn't got any eyebrows, but you can see that the skin of the eye is up here and uh, the eye is here means that uh, 
you'd expect the, the eyelid to be here, right? Not up here. But if you go back to the original footage, it is up here, which is a mistake by the CGI artist. We made a mistake. So if we go back to here, where it's blinking on slow motion. See where the eyelid is? It's way up near the top of the eyebrow would be. You don't have an eyelid there. See how it looks so false? <laughs> looks so wrong. Of course, people are going to make excuses saying, well, you don't know what an alien looks like. It may have a strange eyelid up there. So it doesn't sort of match where the eyes would be. Oh, right in there. Well, let's have a look at this one. I think it blinks as well. To me, this sort of nailed it for me, that uh, the eyelids are definitely wrong. If you can see the eye blink on this one, I think you can read it up here. See that there? That's way up top of the ridge. It's way above where the eye is. Well, I suppose we could probably overlay it, maybe. I don't know. Um, so it's blinking up here. Makes no sense whatsoever, right? The eyelid should be down here. So what I did is I actually put it into editor side by side. And you can see where the eyelid is is at the very uh, edge here, but the eye uh, should be down here. Further down. So that guy's saying that's only a purple of the eye, but it's not. You can see this is all skin tone here. And the enhancement I did. And then I um, tried to zoom in a bit more on the eyelid here coming down. And to me, on that position, there should be where that eye is on that video. It's slightly smaller than this one. You wouldn't have an eyelid that big coming down over a small eye. It just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So to me that sort of nailed it that it's a fake footage. 100%. Uh, I don't know if you can enhance it in the editor to make it sharper. Something you probably could do. Um, yeah, so I wonder if we can uh, cut that one out and still wee bit more on it. Because I was doing this like 3 or 4 in the morning, right? <laughs> so we can only do, we can only follow the evidence. If it was a real leaked UFO footage, right, that would be amazing. But to me, there's too many problems with it to be legit footage. And, uh, yeah, if, if like, To The Stars gave us something like that to look at, 
when it comes from the Air Force, <laughs> saying this is what the they filmed. That would be like full disclosure right there, I think. So, um, let's see what we can do. Uh, there is a color version of Skinny Bob, Bob, if someone's tried to enhance it, but it hasn't really improved it much. But I'll also go over what the other people have said too in a minute. Uh, so we got these ones here. So if I open that one, not sure if we can sharpen it. Yeah, so can we sharpen it? Uh, we certainly probably can. Let's see what that does to us. Yeah, it's looking a bit sharper. Right. You can now start to see it a wee bit better. That's that's definitely the bottom of the eyes here. And the eyes sunken right in there. You wouldn't have an eyelid up the top. So it even looks uh, pretty good here, see. That's not the whole eye, and that's not a pupil, as some people can say it is. Uh, you can see it's definitely on the skin. You can see the skin tone here. Alright. Does look a bit sharper. There you go. Definitely can see it's human size eyes there. Uh, maybe he was a bit of a gothic alien there, uh, what they call emo, right? But emo's normally got scruffy long hair, hasn't it? Uh, <laughs> Alright, so to me. That's not the classic alien grey eyes there. Big head, but normal eyes. So we lost a few people off the side there. And did they have a fit? Oh no, can't debunk Skinny Bob. Okay, who cares? <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> yeah, so we want to... See if we can bring that one in. So, um, import. And you can see how bad it is. It's the same pose in there. But we can see this eyelid was coming down here on that particular footage. It was moving that bit. Which is not where the eyelid should be.
So we go from that blurry image to best capture of the frame we can get. And I don't think this version of the video is the best one, but it still has the same flaws in it. Probably, probably, I should uh, redo the whole video with my enhancements like this, where you can see it blinking and you can see where the eye is. But uh, yeah, I don't think it's worth mucking around with anymore. Uh, the eyelids are completely crazy. So a lot of people saying the eyelids made it believable for them. But uh, it doesn't for me. Uh, maybe I should enhance that one a wee bit too. Uh, I think if I put that circle slightly more on an angle, uh, but it's still be in the same place, it should be more slopey, like, um, should be a slight slope to it. But still, the eyelid that was blinking up here, and up here, it's coming down strange down this way. And if you remember right, um, a lot of the abduction cases, they talk about the aliens having a, a blank stare like an insect. Now insects don't have eyelids, uh, flies don't have eyelids. Uh, we'll just move on from that bit. So if you go to uh, fly eye, Uh, what's another good one? Fly bug eye. Uh, they like that. They don't have any eyelids on them. But these have got multiple lenses. So to me, it looks like the black eyes could be like a covering. Over Alien Grey's eye, natural eye. And maybe that's why you don't see it blink. But if there's like a insect's um, DNA, um, then they're going to be like these other insects, right? A fly eye. And then you've got the fish eye as well. So it's from underwater. Fish don't blink, I don't think. Fish eye. As far as I know, they don't blink. Uh, you got lizard eyes that do blink. But these have got pupils. Fish eyes have got pupils.
So let's see, uh, fish eye. Do they blink? Or is there any fish that blink? Uh, or. Fish do not blink, their eyes quite like humans. Uh, the eyes are quite like humans because they've got a pupil, right? Our eyelids, uh, both upper and lower, are equipped with glands that excrete uh, proper uh, components onto the eye surface to keep it moist. So if you, if you get a dry eye, uh, it's really painful. So fish eyes are obviously in water, so they don't, they've got salt water that's always lubricating it. They don't need to have eyelids. And, uh, bugs. Bug eye. Uh, there's no liquid in an insect eye, so here we go. The cells go all the way down. And the outside of the eye is exoskeleton, so it's hard and armoured. No need to worry about water or sand. So that's, uh, we've got better eyesight than us then. Because <laughs> uh, we always get pollen and stuff in our eyes and sand and dirt. So it makes sense that uh, it could be an insect, because uh, we know insects are everywhere on the planet and they've been around for millions of years, uh, the cockroach. Uh, how long has the cockroach? on earth 300 million years cockroaches have been around a long time 300 million years so it makes sense if uh, aliens have been around that long that they're going to also have similar um, DNA to insects so they have like a hard, hard covering over their eyes and it would be bigger to be more uh, sensitive to um, low light, so if it's underground, and uh, it might be like an underground insect, or maybe deep in the sea where the light doesn't get to the very bottom, and that might also explain why aliens may be living in our sea. They may have a base way down at the bottom of the sea, away from light, because they don't like uh, light because they're sensitive. Uh, more sensitive to light than we are, and they might even see other spectrums. They might see infrared as well as um, uh, ultraviolet spectrum, right? So I'm not too sure how they got the information that cockroaches have been around. It's also said cockroaches, cockroaches may very well outlive humans because of their heartiness. Uh, apparently you can cut off their heads, can't you? And the, and the, and the body still keeps um, working, and the head keeps working. I think it has separate hearts or something, doesn't it? Um, why have cockroaches survived for millions of years? 
I know it's a bit sidetracked here, but uh, I think it's all related. Once you start connecting DNA and how long insects have been alive. In fact, insects on our planet may even be aliens, right? So, who's to say they're going to look like us, be the same size as us? In fact, um, they might actually be flying inside, and might be little microbacteria aliens that live inside these uh, what we call insects, which actually are the body of their little craft. <laughs> but uh, that's a far-fetched thing, but um, it's more likely that the insects themselves are aliens that come here on an asteroid impact or spam perm uh, spermia, which seeded the planets, right? Uh, the theory that life on the Earth originated from microorganisms or chemical precursors from outer space. So our atmosphere on Earth goes way out into outer space, right? Hundreds and hundreds of kilometers. And uh, it just gets thinner and thinner uh, with less particles in space. Uh, and of course the solar wind... Uh, hits the particles and blasts them out into space, further out to space and away from the planet. So um, it's possible that if there was life on, say, some helium atoms or some dirt that's traveling with helium atoms, goes into space and then and they go into hibernation, can survive no food, light, for thousands of years and then simply comes down onto the atmosphere again of another planet and warms up, comes back to life and gradually floats down to the surface and sees another planet. So that's the basic idea of that. But uh, yeah, getting back to Skinny Bob, there's a few other bits. Uh, here we go for time, two hours already. See, I can talk for hours on this stuff. <laughs> Uh, here we go now on the side chat. I know we've got rid of a few people watching now. Uh, it's probably getting late for Sunday though. And UK. Uh, what's the time in UK now? 4am. And uh, USA. Uh, let's go be getting on now. For people to go to bed and get ready for work. But I'll go through the rest of it so people can watch it offline. I just need a drink. Like I said, I might have to cover some of this another time. <laughs> uh, so, whereabouts was it? A few debunks to go through. Uh, so. Yes, there was a blog here, which is quite interesting, uh, on a comic site where people are asking about it, the KGB alien video. I'll post it down here. Comic blog. And uh, again, it's like 50-50 split, whether they think the... Aliens real or not. 
So straight away we've got some early posts. Most likely a hoax. Fake footage, quality doesn't fit the time period. I'm pretty sure they're files from BPRD, whatever that is. Be cool if it's true. It seems too good to be true, but I think it's a toss-up. <laughs> I won't call it hoax, I don't know much about video, so yeah, he's no good. I think we're looking at a hoax here, aliens existed perhaps. Sincerely doubt this is the conclusive evidence. Uh, reasonable good hoax feature, but I think I've found too many giveaways. Don't know if it was edited as well, so you know, but seem to be edited. Two stage bodies aren't that oddly proportioned, save for the head. I'm not sure, you're sure if that's the right English there. Was which increased would sort of skewer the overall perspective. I tried to be conservative as far as the aliens go, mainly because as a species we are a bit better at understanding space and size better than time. This should really be in the creepy thread. Ivan0135 equals 351 Nova. A very well done hoax. So is that a clue there who's behind it? Uh, what's that mean? Very impressive hoax, the best I wager. 351 Nova made it? No way, not buying it. So obviously it's some other graphic artist maybe. Um, Hey Paul, it's real. <laughs> that sounds like Rene. Regardless of I debunk it or not, everybody will still believe it. Uh, I think its name was Skinny Bob. Ah, oh, right, they're talking about Paul the alien, aren't they? Look at the numbers on the bottom left corner. The series have slashes in them. That uh, Coloss. Consolus font. That's a new font. Hey, even Lucas de Grot, the guy who invented that font, was born in 1963. Uh, so he's talking about the timestamp. Fair enough, seems like a huge mistake in the otherwise flawless hoax. Uh, so we go down further. So that's what I was saying, that the, the font had to be in the 70s uh, with the slashes. Um, and he reckons he can recognise the font, so he's doing better than I am. Because there's uh, like hundreds or even thousands of different fonts. And what does the font on Handycam use? So has anyone actually got a Handycam? Because I haven't. So I better take a snapshot of a timestamp and then overlay it to see if it's the same font. Because someone needs to do that, I think. And then that would prove the timestamp wasn't from a handy cam because it doesn't match up with the numbers. Uh, after watching the videos of YouTube, so he's talking about the four separate clips. Uh, the CETA one in particular, something is off with the film. Roll sound. And the other, someone else mentioned, I don't believe, older cameras had timestamps. That's correct. 
So this is where people get confused. They're thinking it's on the original film, not a Handicap. Uh, so is it on the original film or Handicap? I don't think it's on Handicap because we're seeing uh, numbers being covered by damage. So it's going to be on the original film. Regardless though, um, it shouldn't be fading in and out of that within 7 frames. Blinking in and out, like I was showing before. Best hoax ever, it looks too lifelike. Did the alien wink? Uh, what else we got here? I found quite a few people claiming Ivan 0135 is a 3D rendering artist. But the presented evidence for this was quite weak. I went on to say his name is Ivana Gemsika, while other places Judio, Judy Falskog is accredited for this video. So I'll go over that now. Um, uh, open Minds. So the rest of this here comes from Open Minds. Australian? No, New Zealand here, mate. Um, so we don't need that anymore. Like I said, the links are posted to the side anyway, so you can go back over it. So Overminds did a thing back in 2011 when it first came out, Jason McCullen. So I suppose he's the one writing up the story. Video was published on the internet Monday, May the 2nd, allegedly. But that's not true. They reckon the first video came out on May the 1st. Anomalous source. So he's claimed it's seven videotapes. Well, yeah, I've only heard four. So maybe it was seven in that clip. We had one where the UFO was flying, then it seemed to be in the air, or something filming it in the air, so that could be two. I suppose it could be seven. 1942 to 1969, so it's pre-1970s for the, the number stamp. Uh, so they made a lot of mistakes there, they should have researched <laughs> before uh, faking it. So you can see here this article just goes on and on and on, but I'll just skim um, over it about the artists. Skinny Bob Artists. Yeah, so um, I'll just read out some of it before I get a drink. Uh, let's see if it works. The website anewsweb.com posted the video to their website and YouTube channel.
with an accompanying story suggesting that the extraterrestrial in the video could possibly be a survivor of the Roswell UFO crash that occurred over 60 years ago in New Mexico. Michael Cohen, the author of this story, further states that the video is allegedly part of a much larger collection of footage that was filmed by government agents working on top-secret UFO and alien matters between the years 1942 and 1969. The Alien Disclosure Group also claims to have received a video from an anonymous source, and they too posted it to their YouTube channel and their Facebook page. But from whom did Cohen receive the details for his story? And who provided the video to these two sources? I'll just ask when they go on the site here. I've got more debugs coming. Uh, some from Tyler's video. Uh, so that'll be after this, probably. Uh, the source. So I'll just read out what it says here so you can save me having to read all that out. And Uh, hasn't quite got there, is it? The source. Sounds like official, doesn't it? But I'll go over my opinion on the sources as well. The source after investigating the origins of this video, Grant Cameron of PresidentialUFO.com was able to determine that a woman by the name of Judy Fultzkog claims to be the source of the video. She told Cameron that she paid a lot of money for it and spent two weeks in Antarctica to arrange the sale of this video. The video was posted to YouTube by Foltzkog at http colon slash slash www.youtube.com slash watch question mark vehicle 7 i removed by source. But who is this Judy Foltzkog? Through his investigation, Cameron determined that this Judy Foltzkog is the same Judy Foltzkog who, in 2010, claimed to be an astronomer working for NASA, and announced that she had intercepted and deciphered an intelligent signal from a nearby star. As Cameron points out, Foltzkog's credentials and claims turned out to be false. And research into Foltzkog revealed interesting results including a history of hoaxing, identity changes, and even a sex change. Members of the AboveTopSecret.com website investigated Foltzkog's history, determining that she had previously been James Van Greenen, a South African UFO enthusiast, who alleged involvement in the recovery of a UFO. After being exposed as a fraud, Van Greenen allegedly left South Africa, moved around the world, and had a sex change operation. <laughs> Foltzkog told Cameron that there is a lot more footage of this film to be released, more than 180 minutes of it as well as other more interesting footage. But this person's dubious background strongly supports the notion that this et video is nothing more than a hoax. It also raises doubt that Foltzkog is indeed the source of the video. Foltzkog and Cohen seem to have only uploaded this one et video, while the Alien Disclosure Group uploaded a second video on the same day, which allegedly depicts the downing and recovery of a UFO and X by the Air Force. Both videos are similar aesthetically, supposedly making them from the same batch of leaked video. Videos. So you can see they go right into it. But to add to the mysterious origin of the video, S, a YouTube user by the name of Ivan0135 uploaded the at video a day earlier on May 1st, and the UFO video was uploaded on April the 13th. Interestingly, 
South Africa and Galahari Desert are among the string of descriptive keywords attached to the et video uploaded by Ivan0135. This suggests a connection between Ivan0135 and Judy Foltzkog. The UFO video uploaded by Ivan0135 adds to the confusing origin of these two videos. That video begins by showing a blurry logo with black bars blocking out text above and below the logo. Another video on YouTube that claims to show footage of an alien autopsy in Russia displays the same logo at the beginning, without the black bars. We were informed by Croatian radio host Juliano Marinkovic that this logo is a KGB logo. So this adds the question, why would a video alleging to show a US military case and recovery of a UFO begin with the KGB logo? Yep, so, um, it was leaked from Russia archives, not the American ones. <laughs> so, they're saying there is a connection between the woman and the description keywords of the account on YouTube and the video descriptions so it goes on a bit here talking about uh, the frame rates and stuff so this is going back before I even started my YouTube channel uh, 2011 so uh, let's just uh, go through it anyway uh, I can keep on going till dinner time anyway <laughs> But I've got to take the dog out to the park before it gets stuck. So we'll see how much we can do. The mysterious and questionable source of the video isn't the only red flag indicating a hoax. Several technical elements within the video elicit skepticism. For starters, there are multiple versions of the video floating around the internet. Yep. The video posted by the Alien Disclosure Group is completely silent while the video posted by anewsweb.com and by Foltzkog has an almost comically loud clicking sound, supposedly from a projector. First of all, film cameras of that era didn't record sound. Secondly, right. while it has been suggested that the camera was filming a projector screen, it seems unlikely that an audio recording would have been made and added to the film when the only audible noises are those from the projector. That's right. You would have uh, people talking in the background probably, it would sound more echoey, right? Uh, you'd have sounds of other clicking sounds. Uh, maybe people walking, uh, moving on chairs, scratching their faces. So there'd be all sorts of other noises, not just a noise. Also, uh, I think the lighting on the screen, um, I think it'd be a darker room as well. I don't know, you can sort of tell. Have you ever watched uh, how the old MUFON symposium videos that people used to take in the audience? You can see how bad they were, uh, how dark uh, the cameras were unable to pick up. And that's talking about um, Handycam as well as um, more modern cameras are still pretty bad. Uh, nowadays they just capture it with... Uh, uh, you know, their microphone and mix it with... Uh, the, com the computer screen images that they're broadcasting on the big screen so they're actually getting the best quality rather than filming the big screen that it's uh, putting up the slides on you know you know you know what i mean you know you go to some of these presentations you can tell someone's filming it from a camera but this uh skinny bob one uh move from 
Let's see, 2011 presentation. Let's see if we can find one for comparison. There's bound to be some videos here. I wish someone's given a speech. Uh, we stand on up with slideshow. Mind you, I don't want to get a copyright strike, so I won't play it. But you can see this is filming on the big screen, right? Rather than doing it properly. Uh, where are we going to get one where we stand next to it? I'm pretty sure that's filming off a big screen. They've got the camera really close. Even that looks better than uh, the other footage. But um, if you listen to it, you can see it's echoey sound. Is what, here we go. So there's, uh, where's the display? It's probably over this way, is it? Or over this way. The way they go. Now, one of the problems that we do have is the difference in belief system. You can see there's a bit of echo there, even in that room there. It's got a lot of drapes around. Uh, what else have we got? Richard Dolan. They don't have so a laser pointer. They use some pointer. of their spacecraft at uh, like 60... Uh, you can see here, um, the lighting doesn't look right. Right, It looks more washed out. You see it's like a projector screen that they're filming, rather than taking a feed from the computer. Uh, Tyler used that one for his fake le leaker video for NASA. <laughs> but you can see here, it's obviously filming the big screen. Right, it looks washed out. And they've just got the camera close. So I'm just trying to find one where they had one further back in the older days. Looks like they may have improved their technique. December. So we need to go back to early. Um, you probably know what I mean anyway. <laughs> but I probably should have found the example to compare it to before. So here it's talking about the camera that was filmed. You see the vintage camera that the original aliens were filmed with. Which wouldn't had a uh, timestamp on it, so that means if it was recorded with Handycam, um, what do you say here? Modern cameras are way worse than old analog stills. Not really. Um, back in 16 millimeters, uh, that was equivalent to 4K. Uh, the pixels were there, but not the color information 
So they can rescan some of the old movies in now with a high quality digital scanning and convert them to 4K. Um, but you certainly wouldn't, this wouldn't be a handicap, I don't think. Because uh, it would cord it onto a tape, wouldn't it? And you'd expect some video corruption effects as well. You know, the VHS corruption that you used to get. It was always noisy. Uh, Handycam. They used to record Handycam tape. They used to record in tapes, didn't it? These little tapes that you used to put in. So there's a handy cam. So we had all these different sized tapes in. It used to open up on the side, slide in. Plus they used to have like a serial connector. So you could connect it to your computer and download it from from the tape playing on the recorder. But it's, it didn't store it as analog, it actually stored it as digital information. Now yeah, the tape used to go in there. But uh, you'd get some artifacts where the tape would um, degrade and it would destroy the digital information. Uh, VHS tape was even worse because that was analog, right? VHS tape damage. Um, you're lucky if you didn't grow up in the age of VHS tapes because it was really bad. So you used to get all this sort of stuff, uh, lines going through it. You used to get chewed up in the in the the player. <laughs> uh, you used to get all these static lines, all this sort of stuff on the screen. So you'd record all your family home videos on it, right? And then you go back and watch them and find that the tape's degraded and the sound is rubbish and everything else. But you can get um, handy cam tape damage. I wonder if it'll come up. Which is where the other uh, guy says that the blobs are not actually um, the original film damage, but digital artifact where the tape here had lost some information, created a square blob. But when I zoomed in there, you can see uh, that it had round edges. Uh, but I was hoping to find some example of it. Damage, maybe. There'd be some example out there somewhere. Uh, 
Hmm, someone will probably know what I mean. They own one of these things. Now you get uh, people like Survivor Man that's got these little handheld uh, cameras like this. But they cost like $10,000. <laughs> and they were like the cutting edge ones. They're probably a lot cheaper now, but they used to do 4K or higher. And high frame rates as well. So his ones were like this one here. Uh, modern day cameras, 20 megapixels or higher. Uh, looks like I can't find it. Uh, Sony damage, digital damage maybe. Nope. Maybe I have to type in video. So much to learn, you know, all these different technologies and no, looks like I'm not going to give us anything. But um, yeah, going through this a bit more. Let's see, is there anything else you need to read out? So do we trust uh, Grant Cameron to do research on this? To me, I don't like Grant Cameron. I think he's too much of a believer, like Linda Moulton Hill. So could he uh, have got been given some false information here who actually created it? More than likely. But a lot of people said it looks like it was done by a production company. Um... So it sort of fits that this woman hired a company to do it, right? Now, I don't think she made it herself. She probably paid a company or guys to do it and uh, tried to fool people maybe or to somehow promote herself from NASA. And maybe that guy, Ivan... Uh, is her account where she leaked the footage to the internet and where this other guy comes into it the, the other guy that was mentioned I don't know but he might be one of the guys that was actually in the company that uh, did it right so uh, it's possible The hoax. So let's see what it says here. Well, I'm not too sure if anyone actually trusts anything uh, Nick Pope comes out with either. <laughs> but uh, I think he's actually got this one right here. Uh, so what did he say? Because uh, he's not, he's not a technical expert. You know, he he wouldn't even know what do I do, sort of stuff. Uh, so. And of course, he worked for government, so people say he's a spook, right? <laughs> On Wednesday, May the 4th, the British media company Eaton interviewed Nick Pope, who used to investigate UFOs for Britain's Ministry of Defence, about the video. After watching the video, Pope said the video is one of the best hoaxes he has ever seen. He further stated, 
This video isn't going to change anyone's mind. Yeah. Believers will go on believing. Yep. Skeptics will go on thinking it's a load of nonsense. If anything, a film like this is going to polarize people's beliefs. Those who believe in UFOs and extraterrestrials will say, this proves my point. I was right all along. Skeptics are going to say, it's such an obvious fake. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's obvious fake. Uh, it take, takes a wee bit of time looking at frames and spotting errors. I think um, the eyelid one is what's got me though. There are many red flags indicating this video is simply a hoax. The purpose of the hoax is unknown at this point. But with the flood of extraterrestrial themed Hollywood movies, television shows, and video games, it wouldn't be surprising to learn that the video is part of a marketing campaign for some upcoming release. With the overly aged film look, the upcoming J.J. Abrams slash Steven Spielberg movie Super 8 might seem likely candidate. But after reviewing analysis of the Super 8 movie trailer done by others, it appears that the extraterrestrial in Super 8 is some sort of shape-shifting, more animal-like creature than the Roswell Grey extraterrestrial depicted in the YouTube video. The creator of the video, and the purpose behind it, may never be identified. But then again, so much about this video was already discovered within 24 hours of its release. It is unfortunate that so many people fall so quickly for videos like this without taking the time for close examination. Sadly, hoaxed videos are quite common, and therefore a degree of skepticism is essential when watching any UFO or ET video. If history is any indication, it is only a matter of time before the mainstream media latches onto this story, running with few details, and performing minimal research. Mm. Which has uh, already started happening. So that's what Nick Pope said at the end there. So um, just read out this bit here, technical issue. Just see what this guy has to say here. Talk about a number six. Another technical issue with the video is the time code displayed in the lower left hand corner of the video. The text that introduces the video says the footage was shot between 1942 and 1969. Time code wasn't developed until the late 1960s, so it may have been added to the film then, or even much later. However, in the video, the time code is of very poor quality and fades in and out for the duration of the film. Additionally, the time code displayed in the video doesn't match standard time code format. Time code is displayed as HH millimeters, SS, FF, where HH equals hours, millimeters equals minutes, SS equals seconds, and FF equals frames. The time code in the video does not follow this format. Okay, even on that one here, looks to be like this some um, corruption over the letter O and number 8 there on that particular slice they got there. And it looks like something over, is that number 6 there at the end there? It looks like there's something on 6. So they're saying the format's wrong as well for uh, normal display codes, timestamps. Again, I haven't got a handy cam, so I don't know. But there's an image there. 
So they notice the fading in and out, but um, it doesn't talk about the frame rate being changed, uh, which was um, 18 frames a second, I think, half of 30. So the film is low quality, the same here. The film. Overall, is very low quality with seemingly excessive graininess and film damage, suggesting the film was aged artificially using video effects software. Old movie effects filters are readily available in most video editing programs that easily take a video and make it look like an old movie by adding flickering, grain, and other noise. The time code in the video supports this theory. At several points in the video, the time code seems to have its own independent old movie filter applied to it. If you watch closely, at 31 seconds into the video, the last two digits of the time code are 46. A vertical line appears briefly over the number 6, but is isolated to the height of the number, indicating that an old movie filter could have been applied to the time code layer independently. The various versions of this video are another peculiarity. The video posted by the Alien Disclosure Group appears to have been edited by the group to remove the projector sound and to add their own titles, including a thanks for watching message at the end of the video. Additionally, the Alien Disclosure Group's version of the video has an extra 11 seconds of the alleged et added to the end of the video. But looking at the time code reveals that this extra footage is simply the footage from the beginning of the video, but oddly in reverse for some reason. Uh -huh. So yeah, is that a vertical line there? Looks like it, it's going up. They could have enhanced it a wee bit better, put some filters in to bring it out. But it doesn't look like it's part of the normal black, it looks a darker black, see that there? To the other O there, and the other numbers it's really faded sort of grey, but this one looks like a darker black. So it looks like a vertical line over the number which is suggests uh, that it's not added by the handycam. It's uh, been edited, the whole thing's been edited to, and, and they've messed up where the lines were going. Uh, if you look at the whole video, you can see a lot of the lines, scratch lines, always seem to go between the numbers, but occasionally they have stuffed up on that one there. Uh, so that's that. I think we've done enough on that. <laughs> Get rid of that. Uh, did I post that link? I think I did. Open minds. I'll just post it again just in case. Open minds. 2011 article. Skinny Bob. So you can go over it yourself if you want to. Uh, it's just too many people um, picking up similar errors that I did as well. It's funny how people haven't picked out the eyelid and all that though. Uh, so it obviously it took a wee bit more processing, you know, enhancement filters and stuff to get it to that level. Uh, close tab to get this particular frame. See, on the, and, and I enhanced it, lightened it even more to what was available in the, that net itself. 
So, um, yeah, I'll just post a link to that one too, the eyes. And lids. So, hopefully I don't hear about Skinny Bob again. <laughs> uh, yeah, for Jane, yeah, she's got a MUFON report there I wanted to look at. Um, oh yeah, crazy UFO man. Need to look over his rubbish. Alright, so last time we were talking about third phase of the moon. This thing here, which I said looked like an island. I'll just have to make a correction there. It's clearly a ship <laughs> uh, that's uh, near a ore rig out to s off the coast there. And there's a sample picture of one. Uh, and so I enhanced it so you can see what's going on there. So this was floating in the sky through Feta Morgana, which is called a Mirage. And you can see here it's a white uh, ship and ship, uh, what do you call it, um, command structure, and it looks to me like we've got some pipes here, and it looks like it's spraying some water into the sea there. So uh, what they do is they actually, to keep this ship stable, they actually pump the tanks full of seawater, um, which will be obviously painted so it doesn't corrode and all that sort of stuff. To give it buoyancy and when they're about to fill up from a oil rig uh, they empty the tanks pump out the tanks and then they go up and connect up and um, undersea tanks or whatever they store it how they store it on oil rigs they pump it into the ship and the ship takes off because not all rigs can have an undersea pipeline i guess uh, some places they have to transport it with a bunch of uh, tankers and you can see here there's a mask to the ship here but you can see clearly now that uh, with enhancements I've done that the ore rig's way behind in the background here uh, and what I thought was a lighthouse here and a water tank and I thought this was rocks because when you have a look at it it kind of looks like um, something like an island you know on that image if you look at it and a different blurriness. <laughs> I thought there was maybe a lighthouse uh, buildings on there with a thing. Because I know it looks very similar to Alcatraz Island out to the bay there in San Francisco. And it's got sort of piers and various coloured buildings around it. But yeah, once you enhance it and do a bit... Because I didn't enhance it, I didn't cut an image and do it properly. Uh, and I found a similar image and the colour of tanker that they would be using. And you can see they always paint this bit white for some reason. Uh, the ships, and you can see they've got the front bit there. So obviously that's going underneath, is it? And they must fill it up from underneath that one there. So uh, who put that one up? Uh, third phase one, wasn't it? Third phase of the moon, not uh, Tyler for that one. No doubt he's put out something new as I've been doing this live stream, has he? <laughs> so, uh, third phase of the moon. 
Damon, what is it, guys? Is it a hovering UFO? Yeah, it's clearly not. You can see it's a ship. Okay, so what have we got? I was going to do that Concord one, but again, I might just push it to another weekend. Because um, I need to go over it. Again, that's talking about film damage and stuff. So, um, and who invented the transistor? I might pop that out next. More non UFO shipped to debunk from Tyler. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we need to find that video, I guess, and uh, let's go through it. Uh, so he hasn't put anything new out. Oh. So, um, just speed it up a bit to start with. Oh yeah, so he's talking about these payloads. Is that the one I was talking about here? Payloads. Um, basically, he was saying that um, the newspaper article was saying that uh, they were transporting something to the coast to do some experimentation. And you can see here, it looks like something that would go into the sea, uh, not fly. And it looks like some sort of grab handles here. So I was wondering if it could be not a UFO, but maybe some sort of new submarine or a livable pod for undersea uh, where they put detectors or whatever on it for submarine detection look and see how big it is so there would be a truck with the men in it um, it fits like it could be like a habitat of some sort but uh, he started putting up other images here uh, of other Past ones. So, um, is that the same image? I think it might be. Kind of looks like it could be like a covered stealth craft on the side there, too. Because uh, we had these transported also. A B 52, I think, was covered and transported, and it sort of has that shape to it. And these ones here, I think, are just water tanks. <laughs> so, and of course, see, that's in Europe as well. It's not even America. So he's mixing things together here. Yeah, that one there looks like something different again, isn't it? So it's a different color truck. It's got a tight tarp on it. Uh, there was a thing that they were doing a Roswell event at one stage, and they... I think I found the article for it where they were transporting this um, thing that they were going to ho uh, hang up by crane at the festival. Uh, I'm not sure if that was it or not now. It's a few years ago now. But we'll get onto the UFO videos. And what's that one there? Uh, could that be the stealth plane one? it has that side profile and of course uh, the wings 
and they take off. They have little uh, wings that stick out either side. Okay, so you start, started talking about tornadoes for some reason, but there's no UFOs in it. But I have covered uh, truck transportation ones before um, some older lives, probably down at th uh, live string 30 onwards, probably. Uh, maybe even older than that, so go check them out. So this is what we're looking at now, I think. Uh, this light coming down. The strange phenomena still haunting our planet day and night. The first comes as a circular craft with lights was seen slowly making its way through the skies above Middletown, Ohio. So check this out. I bet you gonna start doing some crazy shit, bro. Watch They're gonna go inside of each other. They're gonna go inside of each other. I already know. Terrible filming. Instead of leaning against a tree, getting a stable shot. And they're disappearing again. The lights will reappear. Middletown, Ohio. UFO. In the sky. Notice they're getting lower. Coming down. So you gotta look for clues here. Three lights getting lower, coming down. Okay, have a look behind the trees now. So, um, okay, straight so away when I saw that, I thought uh, skydivers. Uh, don't know about you guys out there. So, what I did is I did some research. Uh, so, that one can go. Uh, so this is what I posted initially. So what's the bet? This is skydivers, uh, a gang with flares and lead suits. Uh, did Cousins Crows put something similar up? Well, I think they did have something similar up, but a different location, I think. So um, what I did is I did some searching online, 10 minutes of Googling. And I nailed it to the team Fast Track, who jumped at that location on the 1st of September 2019. So if we go to his um, sources, I hope that one there, Middletown, and just scroll down, it's the same video. Uh, you can see it was posted on the 1st of September. So you can go to um, Team Fast Facts. Uh, fast Tracks, Fast Facts, what's their name? Uh, team Fast Track. Was it one word? Uh, probably not. Fast Track. Uh, Facebook has probably come up anyway. So straight away you get the website. Uh, it's probably got a list of events there. Uh, and then you can find the Twitter page and Facebook page. But that's what I did. And uh, I got these snapshots from it. So um, 
I looked to see if they did any jumping on the 1st of September or either side of 1st of September just in case um, the video date timestamp is wrong and uh, sure enough I found this post here uh, three lights in the sky with other additional fireworks going off there and you can see the like uh, on the parachutes itself I wish that pop-up thing wouldn't happen but I'll see if I can get it for you right here there you go sky diving team uh, at the Bear Rich Church the performance was dedicated to army staff sergeant blah 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 uh, September the 1st, 2005, uh, that he died. 2000 was support in Operation Iraq. And of course that was posted on September the 3rd, uh, a few days after the event. So they did it on the 1st of September to honour the same day that the guy died, obviously. So if we go to the next screen here, I looked up the location, and guess what, it's Middletown OH. So it's in the right location. Um, and then I looked at this video, like I showed you before, I took a snapshot of it to see what the date was, and it matches up. So it's a really old um, video from September that he's only just put up now. Uh, which is October, so it's a month old. And uh, I think that one's debunked, right? <laughs> so you can, uh, shows you how to do research here, you know, just simply using Google and going to the publicity pages and just scrolling through because they, they take photographs every time they do a jump, put it on their Facebook page, say where they were. Uh, what was that one? Right. So, um, again, I'll post a link to it. If you want to have a look. See if you can duplicate the same research I did for it. Sky Divers, 100%. Uh, so we can close that one down. But it's amazing how many people actually believed that he was putting up UFOs, right? Uh, where's the comments gone? It's because I had to make this uh, smaller now. I can't, it doesn't put the other bits at the top anymore. Okay. Looks like one in Middletown was trying to land. <laughs> So, uh, I'm not sure if anyone said there were skydivers. So, I think everyone got the second video, mostly, which I'll look at now. The best still images from the distance and, and the resolution that uh, we're working with. Here. It looks to start off with two lights, then moves to three, 
and these three lights then continue hovering uh, before finally disappearing behind some tree cover. And so I guess I want to put the word well, out to anybody in Middletown, Ohio. Have you seen this? And can you confirm whether this was something man-made, something used with drones? I mean, these lights on these things look pretty big, and they look to me to be attached to something behind the lights. So, very intriguing. All right, so this next clip uh, comes from... So, yeah, he just talks dribble, doesn't he? Uh, a tree and moves... So, what was he saying about it? ...who start off with two lights, then moves to three, and these three lights then continue hovering uh, before finally disappearing behind some tree cover. And so I guess I want to put the word out to anybody in Middletown, Ohio. Have you seen Duh. this? And can you confirm whether this was something man-made, something you See, if he's meant to be a researcher, I've been doing this for three years. He's been doing this since 2011. He probably would have seen um, similar things, because they do it every year in the same location, don't they? Same events, same, same celebrations. Uh, they often use the same locations where they can skydive down. Um, he should know that skydivers. So if he was real honest, he would be presenting it the same way I am at the moment. Uh, but he's not. He's just after clicks. You know, how much did he get for this one? Almost 300,000 views, right? Uh, if he's got a front, middle and end ad, he would make $1,000 off that video. Give or take ad blocker, so maybe 500 bucks uh, with three ads on it. It's not bad for a 10 minute video. Um, so he's still got people watching him, obviously. And you've got people with 18,000 likes on this video, and yet it's stupid. So, what are people looking for? Are they looking for real evidence of UFOs or not? Or are they just looking for entertainment? Uh, what are you saying? <laughs> yeah, I've got to zoom out a bit. I don't know. He needs to get a drone expert on to say it's not one. Well, that's the thing, right? Uh, if he was well respected in the UFA community as being honest, like I am, um, like Il from Mufong would come on and say, nah, it's skydivers. This is how you can tell, you know. The lights don't stay in the sky, they keep drifting downwards towards the ground. You know, there's a lot of obvious things, right? Uh, but a lot of these skydivers do have drone displays now added as well. And uh, I think uh, Third Phase of the Moon had one where it was like that, where you had eight skydivers, but there was also other fireworks as well as uh, drones flying with them. So the next one... I mean, these lights on these things look pretty big, and they look to me to be attached to something behind the lights. So, very intriguing. All right, so... See, that, uh, he's just uh, BSing everybody. So let's just go on to the next one. Just yet. But I do see some... Yeah, he should have so picked up this one. I mean, West Coast or East Coast. Uh, what if we you do look see here, is a very strange, dark-colored craft of some sort, sitting very still in the sky and then making some very slow movements So you can purposely not zooming in so far Hold on. He's not putting it through filters I like I would do Right, you can see it's so moving horizontally I wish that there. a camera could zoom in more, that's so weird So you can see that it's filmed in portraits Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a case, that looks so, so weird 
Especially in this weather, that can't be a kite. Yeah, a lot of people thought it was, um... And it went by the trees! And some zoomed-in shots, enhanced. So yeah, it kind tell of me looks what you guys like, think if this... If you look at it on, on that angle there, it kind of looks like a UFO. It looks like it's like a saucer on an angle with the two domes, top and bottom. But it's only because of the low res, right? And it's moving along an angle. Almost looks like it's being towed by a line that you can't see to the ground. So one idea would just say it was like a UFO balloon, but it's not. Um, if you zoom right in and watch the footage, you can see the plane towing it here. Now it doesn't look like a UFO more, it looks like a banner behind a plane. There it is there. Very blurry. There's a black banner and it's got some right writing in the middle there. So if we play it, I'm not sure if you can see it. Looks familiar, put it down below, and in the meantime I will uh, see if I can track down the exact location of this. And so in this last video, we have another set gone? of strange lights captured in the distance. Okay, this time they seem to be sort of really, hiding up in the cloud cover. Disappeared, but what with? But it looks to start in some tree cover. These lights on these things look pretty big, and they look to me to be attached to something. I'll just mute them. Okay, so... Maybe zoom out a wee bit. So is he playing the footage or not? <laughs> oh, here we go. So probably have to zoom in again. So you can see the plane towing it. Alright, you can see the plane moving along. And it's moving on a slight angle, it's hidden away from the people, so it's towing it on a strange angle towards the wind. So it's a wee bit clearer than the other banner plane that we looked at a couple weeks ago. Oh, right in there. So anyone that doesn't see that as a banner plane, put your hand up. <laughs> uh, how's you going down the side? I'm joking, the drone expert would just be him with a voice. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, he would uh, fake having an expert on because no one would go on his channel. Um, he can't get MUFON on there, he can't get anyone from MUFON in there, he doesn't interview people like other podcasts, right? Because uh, they don't want their reputation ruined by going on the hoaxes channel. Uh, everybody knows that he hoaxed stuff, uh, Photoshop stuff, um, but now he's too lazy, he just uses other people's uh, videos and... Uh, this Mavi guy, Mavi777, I just wonder if that's him as well, because you often see, uh, if you go to the video postings, you often see these guys asking whether they can use it. I'm not sure if it's on that one. So could uh, Tyler have other personalities? Sure he could. Um, let's see, is it in the comments at all? There you go, Mavi. Straight away. Uh, super soon. <laughs> Can you read it? Hi, nice capture. Can I share your video on my channel? Also, work through Secure Team 10. So, is he making money from two channels? Maybe that's why he doesn't post so much on his original channel, right? 
makes sense to have multiple channels out there. Probably got one for paranormal, one for, oh, I don't know, cars, one for cats. <laughs> Uh, so who knows, uh, he might have lots of money coming in just on multiple big channels out there. To me, um, people said to me that they think he doesn't even make the videos, so they reckon he hires someone to make the videos. Maybe this Mavi guy is the guy he hires to make the videos and, he d and they just give him a script and he just reads over top of it. Has anyone actually seen him make a full production video on his um, Patreon at all? Has anyone been a member there? verify that he he goes through a whole video that was making for episodes because that's uh, generally what you pay f to see because he was saying that you can see behind the scenes but do you actually see behind the scenes or does he just show you around the house uh, yep definitely a banner plane 100% banner plane well this one's quite more interesting this one where he's saying it's about leapfrogging so I'll just go over how deceptive he was on this one uh, so we just play it here. Uh, I've got it muted. UFOs, where one will disappear in the back and then reappear in the front, and then disappear, and then another will reappear in the front. It's a very strange way that these things move. I must have and it's the not completely button. understood why they would move like this. Could it have something <laughs> to do with our gravity? I got this stupid cog on my are, cable. Made, we don't know, but very, very interesting piece of footage before the craft completely disappear back up into the clouds. So yeah, uh, three very intriguing UFO sightings, uh, a new report, an extreme degree. So he's saying the UFO sightings, he knows damn well they weren't UFO sightings. So this one here is only a little short clip he did, right? Saying that the UFOs were leapfrogging. Uh, the way their craft are, the way they're made, we don't know, but very, very interesting. See, the light starts here. And then there's another one here, no one there. Interesting piece of footage before Notice the craft how it fades. completely sort of flashes and fades. Disappear back up into the cloud. So um, straight away we're wondering how, what was happening here. Was it reflection from car headlights onto the car window that they're filming through? Uh, is it um, military flares being dropped above the cloud layer and it's just getting to the bottom half before they go out uh, it does sort of look have flickering is it um, another possibility is it a mylar balloon that's sort of spinning around and it's got one side that's reflective and it just hits the sun uh, and then shines back so there was lots of possibilities here but uh, there wasn't enough on that clip there so I went to the original clip source here and when you start watching this, uh, he's got the original bit here at the front, uh, as you can see. Uh, but as we get halfway, it starts to get more interesting. Now we can see cars coming down here, right? So I'll just um, slow it right down. Play it. So you can see cars coming this way. And there seems to be something right there. In the distance looks like something blowing between the trees or fire and I thought oh that's the same shape as what we're seeing up in the clouds here but could it be that it doesn't look doesn't look right a reflection so where's the lights gone now you see uh, why aren't we seeing it 
Oh, there's one just below the cloud layers here. See, it looks like the same sort of shape. But now you can see something flying ahead of it there. See that? There seems to be something like a delta-shaped craft flying in front of it. And bingo, look, it's dropping flares. There's a plane dropping flares. See that? It's not roly-poly thing. It's just one flare after another. <laughs> and you can see the plane even this time. Purposely misled people on this video. That's why you always got to check out the source video just in case uh, they cropped it or played around with it. So now the plane's gone above the cloud layer there. We can't see where the plane is anymore. But uh, if we go back again. So what did this guy say it was? You know, he's saying lights in the sky. Military training. So he, he's, he's got at least that on the title. Aliens? Question mark. No, it's not aliens. He knew it was flares being dropped. There you go, look. See the plane. But they're not the parachute flares. I think they're the quick burn ones that they dropped for missile avoidance. So maybe they were doing training in heavy cloud cover. Because, you know, you got to pick the days that you want to do the training on uh, for how to fight in a big dense storm or cloud cover, right? The enemy are not always going to come on a fine day. They're going to use cloud cover. So where's the plane gone? Here it comes. It's in between the clouds here. It actually pops out again. So I'm not sure how they simulate missile lock, but um, obviously uh, looks like I didn't wind it back far enough. Where does it start dropping the flares? Yeah. Um, they probably have like a some makeshift one uh, where they get a lock on the guy releases flares to counteract the simulation. F-18 maybe, F-16. Certainly looks like it had wings on it there. Could be a delta-shaped plane as well. But hard to tell. Obviously you can see how much I zoomed in to get that. But yeah. <laughs> that one's soft. So three non-brilliant videos as he was saying. <laughs> uh, completely disappeared in the clouds. And what do you think below? Rubbish! <laughs> so I think that's uh, security, uh, securing done. And uh, that was the banner plane, the one I put up the bunk for it. And I said it looks similar to that, which I've just talked about. Um, one of these helium balloons that you can get. Really big ones, you can tow it long in the sky. But uh, you can see here that it's not. It's actually a trapezoid, or what do you call them? A lopsided square.
you see it's not really a UFO shape it's, it's how your mind thinks I think you could say oh yeah quite it has a UFO shape to it but it also has a square shape and you can see here it's bending as well which is what happens when a banner plane tows it uh, it bends with the wind but yeah you can look at you can look at it both ways there but you can't see the plane I've cropped the plane off here right so if the plane's in there it changes it completely but yeah if you want to uh, have a look at those pictures I've posted up there banner plane 100% so normally you would plug that into, if you've got the location time, you can plug that into Flight Radar. Uh, pay $5 a month membership like I have, or $50 a year, whatever it is. I'm paying all that money for it, so I'd hardly ever use it. So it's probably logged me out again. Oh no, it still says I'm logged in, so I've got gold membership. So it allows you then to use... Um, Playback here, plug in the date and time, make sure you've got the right um, universal time entered, and you should be able to see what type of plane it was. It probably would, probably would have been a Piper Jet, Piper plane, they're little tiny planes, smaller than a Cessna, and they use this uh, petrol Piper plane. I'd said jet, didn't I? Propeller there. <laughs> these little buzz bombs so that, that's what a piper they use for towing banners and normally they're white so you don't see them very well and they're normally a few pixels in front of a big banner the banner is huge right so um, and the other ones they use is the Cessna uh, that one there which is slightly bigger can pull more weight of course, bigger banners, longer banners than the Piper one can. Yeah, so they're the two types of planes they use for banners. So yeah, you can uh, go anywhere in the world and uh, see what planes are flying. Looks like I've got filters on, so I'll turn that off. And there's all the planes flying around the world at the moment. That's currently in the air. <laughs> uh, it's just an amazing amount of planes. And of course, we've got, um, gives you an idea where the sun is because we're on a globe. Alright. And you can see that's gradually heading towards New Zealand here. It's uh, 5 pm at the moment. So come 7 o'clock, uh, that will be over top of us, so another two hours away. So it's a pretty cool little program, you can get it for your smartphone. And what's good about it being on your smartphone is you can aim it at the sky, and uh, it will overlay the plane for you. So it will tell you what plane is flying in the sky above you. So that's one of the apps you should be using for debunking. That sort of stuff that we just watched. Um, uh, and UFO man, oh, he just annoys me. So yeah, we'll just close that one down. So who else we got here? Oh yeah, that one we just debunked. So Tyler makes a thousand dollars, the filmer makes zero. <laughs>
I don't think he shares his profits with them. Um, Lightsaber Paris. What was this one? Alright. This was another bunch of skydivers. I don't think it's this. I think this is one that um, third phase of the main product, wasn't it? I don't think it's the same ones, but it looks very similar. Three lights, is it? No, it's a lot more there, isn't there? Fireworks. I think it was like meant to be the. There was one event where they were doing the mass uh, skydiver jump. And he's saying it's. Um, uh, what team is he saying it was? I'd have to go back. Skydivers. Individual skydivers? Or was it drones mixed in there? You can see the flicker in there, so you can sort of straight away see it's got to be flares because it's flickering. So, um, uh, what did they say it was? Lights over Paris and Manaphy, California. So it's a different location, so it's not OH. We're not UFOs, but performance by skydivers required techniques. Uh, here is another video and picture. So he's got some other ones here. Is that what we just looked at? Or not? Alright. So that's a better angle, closer view, isn't it? So that's the one doing the round viral videos. See, skydivers are very common, you see. And we've got another one here, another angle, is it? Oh, that's one we just looked at. And I posted uh, this one in OH. That title is also putting up skydivers as UFOs. <laughs> Okay, so, um, yeah, um, UFO Interest is another good one to sub to. I'll just post a link to that one. More skydivers doing the rounds. More skydiver, that'll do. Okay, um, so we can close that one down now. Uh, I was going to look at this MUFON case that, um, UFA Jane has put up, she was saying it was a UFA. I uh, have a different thought on that one, but I'll leave that for next time. How's the time going? Three hours, ooh. Uh, UFA Man, we might have to deal with him, actually. So, um, UFA Man is another wannabe security team person that has some sort of mental problem because he writes everything in caps, right? So no, no one in their right mind writes stuff in caps like that. Makes no sense. It's like a teaching, seeking, shouting. I'm here, I'm here, watch this. So, um, 
yeah, any strength heads out there know why someone would write in caps all the time. Uh, makes no sense. So I'm an only one here that's downvoted his uh, video on this, but we'll play it. He puts normally crazy music, so I'll just uh, mute it. It doesn't actually do any analysis on it. Obviously it's from South America there, you can hear them talking. So what is it guys, down the side, can you check it out? Is it a critter, is it a UFO, it looks like it's rotating a wee bit. Um, I'll just get rid of that. Not the best video. So what do you reckon guys? Man-mate? Alien? Let's zoom out a wee bit. Dark sky. See that to me is misleading video, right? Just resharing it. Uh, what's he saying? Large black spindly object filmed over Brazil two years ago. Uh, returns this year, October. Yeah, because uh, it's a sun balloon. <laughs> That's why it returns, because uh, uh, you get these quite big ones, like um, as big as uh, like three kids, right? And they've got their frothy bits on the outside, and it's floating upside down. Uh, but it also could be one of these ones here. It's a bit hard to tell from the video, but this is actually a hot air balloon. Uh, so on that video, what angle are we looking at here? Is it? Is it looking like it's uh, on an angle here? It looks like a basket below here, maybe. Could that be a basket hanging? It looks kind of looks like a basket coming down that way. It's just perspective, right? So we're seeing it as a flat sort of disc sun balloon on that side, but I think it's uh, possibly vertical. And you're seeing the droopy bits hanging down, and the middle bit is where the basket is, but you can't see it. Because they're quite big in the sky, so I reckon it's more likely to be a hot air balloon. At night time, something similar to that one there, but with more of a, one of these things hanging down underneath where the basket attaches. Uh, what do you think on that one? <laughs> Alien made man, so man made is alien made. Well, I don't know, we don't know if uh, aliens made man. Like, it's, like I was saying before, it could be um, panspermia. Uh, so the universe made us, right? So that's my gut on that one there. But uh, he keeps putting up these videos, which are really obvious um, on his channel, what they are. And uh, he's got 30,000 subs now, and still growing, right? And he's making uh, 
not as many views as Tyler, but he's still making money from it. Uh, so he's no better than Underbelly 2, which is another guy, Mavi77 and Mr. MBB. They're all the same. So, uh, we can close that one down now. But I know he's put up some other ones too. Let's have a look. Recently, he puts out some every day. As you can see, uh, phasing in and out, new fast moving, possible tick tat. So, um, yeah, it's just another annoyance like security, but worse. What is it, guys? What is it? Can you see it? There it is. Could it be a plane? <laughs> a little white jet flying through the sky. Uh, so we're zooming in. Looks like a plane, doesn't it? Zooming in on really low res camera there, spud cam. And he's applying some silly filters on it so you can see there's a uh, compression artifacts so it's not really the shape of what we're seeing at all it's just uh, square blobs uh, I don't know if I can get any better probably not uh, it looks like a plane to me but it's so low res I don't think it's a blimp, but you can't rule it out. I don't think a blimp would move that fast. Looks like a small uh, Piper plane. In fact, I think I saw a little flashing light there on the tail. It's the sort of thing you need to do properly uh, and zoom right in and enhance it, see if there's any little uh, flashing lights that come up as little blobs. Uh, so far away. So again, he's writing all caps here. So hard to read. I don't know about you guys, but I can't focus on that when it's like that. And you can see advertising, advertising. You don't, you don't see me plugging my stuff all the time. Mine's in the description if you want to go and support me. But these guys put it all at the end of the video and say support me so what's this one here fast mover okay you can see it's time lapsed which means long exposure so again it's a plane moving through the atmosphere there and so you got to get a streak <laughs> fast mover come on Is that the original footage? Uh, yeah, they just sped it up to make it normal speed again. Look, they just sped it up at the end. Take it on time lapse and then click. Wonder what channel he got that from. Time lapse and then just speed it up to regular frame rate and it goes across the sky quick. Huh. 
Have to fool people. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe it. <laughs> and it's going through the volcano plume, is it? And they've got an airport either side of the volcanoes down there in South America and Mexico. And that'll be one of the small jets they land people in, probably a Cessna or something like that. Trampers, hikers that go up the volcano. Uh, so that one's rubbish. Uh, where did you get it from? Uh, where is it? New fast moving white and black cylinder vehicles. Moose through volcano. Yeah, that's uh, Mexico. Yep. Uh, we've been through these ones before. They've got airports right next to these things. They've got one either side of it. Uh, they've got an international airport one side and they've got a small, uh, like a hobby, uh, small plane one on the other side. And this one's just coming in towards the airport or coming from the airport because it flies up here, goes around, comes through the, goes off that direction. So yeah, misleading again. And what's this one? Phases in and out. Cloak. Well, that's one way to make a tic tac video. Yeah, put it on long exposure or change your camera settings. Uh, so what's fading in and out? So we've got some more spud cam footage here. Blurry. Again, it looks like military flares being dropped to me. That would explain why it's all uh, foggy there, because that's smoke coming from the, the flares in the distance. Another waste of time one. So yeah, whatever you do, don't subscribe to this guy. You're just wasting your time. Add UFA Jane one win leaf to next time, and uh, transistor leaf to next time, and the Concord. So I better wrap up there because it's 5 p.m. gone here. Uh, it's nearing dinner time, so I've got to go and do some chores. And uh, these ones need some serious uh, time spent on it. Uh, but she's got here two UFOs recorded on portrait game, which is not good. A uh, couple little specks on the screen. So I'll go and dig up the original case there and see if I can analyze it a bit better. And I'll tell you what it is. And uh, thanks for joining us, guys. It's uh, been good. Good day. No technical problems this time. And uh, please like and share. So I'll say good night. Uh, please like, comment, and share. Uh, if you comment on the video, it does help the channel out. It's like, uh, it's, it's by saying that was a good presentation and I agree with you on that part, whatever. Uh, whatever you want to say in there in the comments on particular videos actually helps the channel out. So more comments you get, so Google sees it as uh, interaction on a video. 
So they'll actually promote it more on the side bits, you know, free advertising. Uh, they don't so much like the likes likes uh, that you get uh, on channels anymore. In fact, they were going to remove those at some point. They're going to get rid of the disc lights, <laughs> uh, which is kind of stupid. Um, I think what they should do is put a timer thing on it so they know how many minutes you've watched on the video before you actually vote. As you get trolls down voting it and all that sort of stuff. Which I've probably got on my video tonight because I'm talking about Tyler again. <laughs> People go psycho when you debunk in Tyler. But anyway, uh, it's been great. Um, hopefully, you saw something there that you didn't know. Or you um, agree with me about Skinny Bob being faked now. But uh, it's not going to go away anytime soon, is it? So. <laughs> I'm just going to change my end credits here and just cue the music and end the video and it will take probably Google probably a couple of hours to process it, oh well probably not that long, hour to process it, then the side chat will come up and then you'll know it will play perfectly fine. Uh, is it playing? Thank you.